0: Welcome to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look to the folks at Farm Bureau Health Plans when you need someone who understands the Xs and Os of healthcare coverage. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. I'm Amy Wells, so happy to welcome you to this week's edition of the Titans Amy and Coach Mac show. Coach Mack, of course, is here. He's here as well. Mac, how's it going?
1: Going good. Going good. Looking forward to this uh, game on Monday night, and uh, everything's moving forward very well.
0: Everything is moving forward. The Titans are currently 3-2. and two. They are 2-0 and oh in the division, and that's the most important part, right, Mac?
1: Well, it's a big part. It absolutely is a big part, and this game coming up is the next big part because it's an AFC game, and those count towards the standings when you're trying to get into the tournament at the end of the year, and so... This has uh, equal importance also, but you're right. The 2-0 and in the AFC South record so far is exactly where you want to be.
0: Titans got the win in Jacksonville. I don't want to linger on that too much because we got a win and it feels good. But were there any big takeaways for you, Coach Mack, from that game?
1: Well, I mean, the the biggest takeaway is is they did what they had to do to win it. You know, It got tight there in the third quarter. Mike Keith uh, so aptly said on our broadcast up there during the game that the Jaguars kept nipping at the Titans' heels in the third quarter, but uh, finally the the Titans were able to put it away, and they put it away as the Titans always do with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, you know, did not have a lot of yards rushing in the first half because Jacksonville jammed the line of scrimmage like most opponents are going to do, but in the third and fourth quarter, he just finally wore them out. And again, when Mike Keith said that the Yuli bulldozer has taken over, he was 100% right. That's what it looked like, felt like, and we got the win.
0: The Titans are getting ready to take on the Bills. And uh, that's a big challenge coming into Nissan Stadium on Monday Night Football. There's a lot to talk about about the Bills because they seem to be one of the most complete teams in football right now. Is that correct?
1: Oh, I think you summed it up exactly right. And, you know, doing all the film work that I did on Buffalo, usually about this point in the season, Amy, I start to look at people and see who who is really playing really good complimentary football on both sides of the ball. Uh, teams that where one side is holding up their end of the bargain and the other side is kind of just dragging along. Well, the good teams, both of them, you know, are equal. And And this team, they're both equal. They're a very mature team. They've got a coaching staff that's been together for quite a while. They've got a, a a quarterback that has also matured and has developed that's got a world of ability. So in my humble opinion, they're one of the top two teams in the league right now as it stands. And they're a fairly healthy football team. And six weeks into the season, Being healthy is really important.
0: Now let's talk about that quarterback because Josh Allen is someone who has made significant progress throughout his tenure in the National Football League. What stands out to you about how he's playing now versus maybe when he started and where he's come from? Well, uh,
1: you remember very well going back and vetting him during the draft when he came out, the big knock on him. And again, it, I, I caution all people always with the draft don't be IEs. Don't be instant evaluators because everybody said great arm no control of it at all, no accuracy at all. He could throw it through the wind up there in Wyoming, but he's going to have a hard time adapting the the accuracy issue in the National Football League. Well, he's completely overcome that. He really has. He's he's worked on it. He's become a complete complete quarterback. He's a much more mature quarterback now. Also, he used to run on off-schedule plays. Uh, he couldn't read out things very well when he, was, when he first came into the league. What he would do, stick his back foot in the ground, because he is very athletic and he's very big and strong. And just that was his bailout move. Well, now that's not his bailout move anymore. They now have structured runs for him because he's able to pick apart people when he's throwing the football. And so what is so important to me watching the development of a young quarterback is when he, he looks, when he's not panicking in the pocket, you don't see any panic in his game right now.
0: Well, and that offense also has a lot of weapons that maybe are not named Josh Allen.
1: Well, they do. I mean, he's got receivers. He's got Stephon Diggs, who they signed, was a big signing in the offseason. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, is another receiver. Uh, the Knox kid, the tight end, is a huge part of what's going on now. You know, he's a, he's, he's a, local, he's a local product, you know, out of Nashville. And, and, and what, he really, what he really never had, he never was. He never had a receiving touchdown in college but they have developed him their tight end coach is a guy named rob boris who's i i've worked with on a staff for five years uh, with the rams really a good tight end coach he's developed his kid and dawson knox now is a legitimate legitimate threat and he and josh allen seem to be able to have a pretty nice connection right now amy
0: as a defensive coordinator, how do you approach an offense like the Bills that seems to be firing on all cylinders? How do you start to kind of pick that apart and choose what you're going to focus on?
1: Well, you got to focus on all of it to begin with. You can't ignore anything and what you have to do, what you have to be able to do is when you start off and find out what personnel they're going to deploy, how they're going to deploy them, then you've got to decide you know, how you're going to play them, especially on the conflict downs, which are first and second down, that are 50-50 shots. And 50-50 shots for a defense, you, know, you have to concentrate and decide what you're what are you going to take away on those conflict downs and then try to get them behind the chains by winning either the first or the second down and then be able to go after them on third down. That's going to be a big Big challenge all evening, Monday evening, for the Titans' defense.
0: On the Bills' defensive side of the ball, they've got a defense that isn't really flashy. They're not doing anything super wild and crazy, but they're consistent, and that consistency is making them really effective, right? Well, they're
1: taking on the identity of their coordinator, Leslie Frazier, who was a member of the the Super Bowl Shuffle Bears and then has has been uh, coaching defense in this league ever since he retired from the bears. I know him very very well he is he 's a guy that is going to be very fundamentally sound and you 're right not flashy is a great way to put it, but he 's also someone that 's very calm what he 's got right now amy he 's got the luxury of having about six to eight rotational pieces in the front on that 4-3 defense that he can rotate in, keep them healthy so he can constantly keep pressure with four people rushing. If you can keep pressure as a defensive coordinator with four people rushing because you only have five eligible receivers on offense, that allows you to have seven in coverage and be able to play four over three on one side, three over two on the other. And that's what they do very well. He plays quarters, he plays halves, he plays thirds, and he's very patient with it. And he's he He's willing, to, he's willing to, to bend a little bit, but they don't give up any explosive plays, and that's huge
0: so Mac when you're facing someone who doesn't really seem to flinch and their defense doesn't really seem to flinch what do you do to get them on their left foot
1: you got to stay you got to stay true to who you are and you've got to win you've got to win those early downs because if they get you if they get you way behind the chains on third down you've got a problem with them because they've got fresh pass rushers consistently and they also they've got cover people they've, they've not only got good people up front Amy they've got they've got good people at the second level they've got people back there at the third level so you have to to be and you have to stay true to who you are it's going to be interesting for me to see on Monday night if Les Frazier goes away from from his uh nature and starts putting eight people up in the box to stop Derrick Henry if he still has a seven-man box you know in a 4-3 a defense then we've got to be able to crack that you've got to be able to crack that nut with our run game so we can get a play action game going
0: Historically, Derrick Henry hasn't had monster games against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he's had moments, but really, when you look at the numbers, he hasn't had big games. What does he need to do this week to get a big game? Well, it's not
1: him. It's everybody else around him. They're <laughs> going to have to block people for him. They're going to have to, and that's that's what happens. When you play this type of a defense, you've got to be very, very fundamental on how you get on the edges of the blocks, how you're able to block the backside, all because they're not a complicated defense, so they're not going to run themselves out of position. So you've got to be able to, to win man-on-man, man up front, offensively, against these people. They're Eric Henry will do his job. He needs the other people around him to do theirs first. So
0: basically the Titans just have to do everything right on offense, everything right on defense. This ought to be fine. This well, will be a cakewalk. That, uh, well,
1: that's mostly the way it is when you play good teams, the National Football League, and most teams are good in the National Football League. I mean, there's no Division 1 A teams on this schedule. And so you, <laughs> you've got to be ready to go.
0: Well, the good news is the Titans are playing on Monday Night Football, a primetime game, and that comes with some like primetime juice. Things feel different when you play on Monday Night Football. Have you noticed that?
1: Well, I've been involved in a lot of them in my career, and it's just, yeah, everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. There's something about being under the lights all the way from Friday night lights in high school to being under the lights now in the in in the big time. Yeah, there's something to it, but what you have to be able to do, you've got to be able to block all of that out and you've got to get your business done and get your, you can't be overwhelmed by the moment. These guys won't be. I mean, they're professionals. They're not going to be overwhelmed by the moment, but a different atmosphere for the fans and a different atmosphere surrounding the stadium. They're absolutely is on monday night
0: and i think it's going to be a little chilly mac it's football weather fall is in the air
1: yeah and it, it is going to be i mean it's going to be it's going to be a little chilly you're going to have to have a coat down there on the sideline i am doing your job and have, have some warm things on your feet and do all that stuff that you do but yeah it, it's going to be nice it's going to be a perfect perfect weather to go get out there and play ball and plus it'll be a it'll be a packed stadium it's going to be fun
0: all right so a primetime game really equals a primetime guest. Like, we had to bring out the big guns because this is Monday night football. This is a big deal. So we couldn't think of anyone more appropriate than Chris Long.
1: Well, Chris Long is he comes from an iconic football family. You know, Howie Long's Howie Long's son, Kyle Long's brother. I mean, and and again, a first round draft pick, just, is an outstanding player in this league. Won two Super Bowl rings. Eat one with one one with New England. And originally drafted by the Rams, and one with won a Super Bowl ring with New England. Won one with Philadelphia, and plus is just probably one of the premier, one of the premier uh, professional football players that does massive massive work off the field I mean he's international with what he does it's very cool you know you will hear it in, in what we do with him uh, he's uh, I really enjoyed him I've been around great players in my lifetime I really enjoyed being with him there at, at, at the Rams I mean he's a lifelong friend but this guy is as legit as they get and uh, it, it, people will enjoy this
0: oh yeah here's our conversation with Chris Longley. Mac, this might be one of the most epic guests we've had so far. Chris Long. Chris Long. Like, real live Chris Long. He's going to be on the show with us. Let me give you a little backstory. You already know, but I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> Drafted in 2008 by the Rams. He played there for eight seasons. Spent a season with the New England Patriots. Won a Super Bowl there. Then he went to Philadelphia. Spent two seasons with them. Won a Super Bowl there as well. After football, he's established his own media company. He's involved in so many different things and he's also incredibly involved off the field doing all kinds of serving in the community, both locally and overseas through the Chris Long Foundation. So many facets to this person and I am so fired up, Mac. Chris Long, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, I'm
2: so happy to be here. You 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 guys say Coach Mac needs some. I'm always gonna come running. That's my guy, so
0: that's our that's our ace in the hole is Coach Matt. Yep. We've gotten all it's kinds good of ace. good stuff. It's a good ace. It's a
2: good <laughs> ace to have. Let me
1: just say this about C. Long. Uh, you know, when, when uh, Jeff Fisher took the Ram job and we went there, uh, first, you say it's the number one pick. And normally when you're a number one pick, you're going to go to somewhere where there's not a lot of success. But uh, when we got there, this was one guy that was a uh, there was a real pillar that we could lean on with what we were trying to establish there. in Chris Long and James Laurinaitis. But Chris Long it, it was a guy that, you knew who he was. Of course, I'd vetted him coming out. And, and But when you get there and you find out the person and you find out really what he is, how strong he is foundationally. But let me just say this about Chris Long. May be one of the best locker room dudes I've ever been around because if it was ever getting dull, C long is always there. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going into this. C long. This is this is this is my podcast. But we're going into there because here's here's here. Look, when things were ever going down, and if things ever got twisted a little bit in the building, you knew who was behind it. And I would oh, and and I, the thing that I listen to him. The thing that I like so much is the one time. Yeah, you know, we're you know, we're gonna have James Laurinaitis on. I want you to tell the story real quick. Yeah, because this is what yeah. we do. Okay, first of all. <laughs> You, it—it it, it was a great move by by Jeff Fish and myself to bring. William Hayes up there. Little did we know that you two would become <laughs> so close because you come from different parts of the world. Both, yeah. and so, but you became you became bosom buddies. You were inseparable. And some. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about when James Laurenidas was so proud that he got a brand new vehicle. We were going Audi. through. We were, no, he got an Audi. Thank you. We we're going through training camp, and all of a sudden, I see you and William Hayes trailing behind you, walking up to Fisher's office. And I went, "What in the <laughs> hell are these guys doing?" Now? Now. And so you, you, both of you come back out real quick with the biggest <laughs> smiles on your face, sprinting downstairs, and I go, something bad is getting ready to happen. Take it from there, c long.
2: Yeah, that that's hey, Mac. <laughs> I appreciate the intro and the feeling. <laughs> the feeling is mutual, man. I was like like you said when when y'all came to St. Louis, it was we were it was very very bad losing football and y'all showing up and like giving us a heartbeat and you know something to work towards and we never put it all the way together cuz of some injuries and that sort of thing but you know I've been on Super Bowl teams and I, I always say this the fondest memories in the NFL for me were right there in that D-line room and That was the atmosphere that fish and mac and those guys uh kind of curated for us and bringing william hayes in (laughs) at first i was like is this guy gonna take my job uh and then second i was like well i don't care if he does or he doesn't he's like probably my best friend in the world so uh, first off william hayes is a great football player one of the most underrated players that i ever played with and and was also second and on when it came to like being creative and having, you know, prank ideas. And so we were a match made in heaven anyways. James <laughs> used to take too long getting us the call. So we just, so we, we decided to just torment him. What had happened was, which is the way any great story starts. What, happened was- <laughs> uh, what had happened was, well, we wanted to prank him. So we went down to the post office and we want to get some bubble wrap. We were going to pull his Audi that he was so proud of into the indoor facility. That enough is like a prank. Like when the guy's going to walk through like your car's in the indoor, haha! you got to get out. But we wanted to bubble wrap it and fill it with uh, packing peanuts. Okay, well, that's like pretty elementary stuff. We fell into probably one of the most diabolical pranks because we were at the post office and we heard crickets in the back. And we were like, why are there crickets in the back of the post office? And the guy was like, well, there's a guy with a bait shop and he gets his crickets shipped through here. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they're like, he's coming in right now. Would you like to meet him? And light bulb. And so we decided that we would trade crickets for tickets uh, with this guy. (laughs) which I didn't tell Coach Mac that cuz I want less you know it better. But uh but we traded crickets for tickets with this dude. We got 10,000 crickets. It was the most anything I ever got for St. Louis Rams tickets, but uh, but 10,000 10, crickets. 10,000 crickets and we decided to put them in his car. So once he unwrapped his car out of you know the bubble wrap and 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 all the uh, packing peanuts, then he heard the crickets and he said, "Oh my god, are there crickets in here?" Well, the problem that we didn't we didn't ever think this through was that the crickets crawl in the vents and die oh, and if no. you've ever smelled dead crickets in mass it's like it's the worst possible smell and it's not going away so what ended up happening was james laranitas had to sell his audi <laughs> so we absolutely ruined his luxury vehicle and his rebuttal to us was going to be we went over to play in london and mac you remember this when yes. we went there that yes. year. pretty cool trip kevin costner was at our practice it was like every day crazy every yeah day. crazy That's cool yeah, but but James was had it all in the works to get my truck shipped over to London so that when we got on the practice field it was just going to be sitting there and then I'd have to figure out how to get it back. <laughs> By the grace of God, uh he did not do that and he remains one of the best most forgiving teammates I've ever had because he did nothing to get us back. He's a true Christian. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, he he is. forgave <laughs> us. So <laughs> Crickets for tickets, and, and <laughs> we got James pretty good, but uh, we got the DBs worse, Mac. No,
1: no, I no. Know. I'm going to go into that, and I'm going to go into that in just a minute. But <laughs> let me just say this: in between this, that's going to be the next story. But in between this, let me just say, with all of that going on, that defense that we built there was solid, and that that yeah, defensive man. line room that you talk about, start looking yeah. at the names that were across the front, starting with Chris Long, going to Robert Quinn. Aaron Donald Michael Brockers William Hayes think about what we had there yeah and I used to I was the assistant head coach and then I used to love to come into you guys meeting rooms because with your coach Mike Waffle and he's the only ringmaster no he could completely (laughs) and he's the only ringmaster that could have could have put a tent over that circus
2: in there (laughs) But you guys on game
1: day would ball out and that yeah. to me and I was I was always I was always so impressed with that. And and look and, and and people know, I mean the lineage that you come from, you come from a legendary football family. There had to always be and, and, and talk to us just a little bit about that before we get to the next story. Yeah. Just yeah, just yeah. just talk to me a little bit about that type of I don't know if it's pressure, but that type yeah, of visibility. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is visibility because you know, your dad, Howie Long, he's a Hall of Famer in a lot of different areas. Talk to me a little bit about
2: that. No question, no question. It's a like it's pressure and it's something that you know like it wires you differently like you know mac knows me like i'm the type of guy who if i have any flaw i'm gonna i'm gonna be a little bit like too paranoid about getting my job done and you know like that can be a detriment sometimes you have to try to learn how to use that pressure to your advantage like it's not you you can't you can't turn it against yourself but it's certainly when i was able to figure it out going in the league and like going through the draft process That like, listen, like this is gonna make me stronger. Like it, it has made me stronger. Like when I was in high school, anything I accomplished was not an accomplishment in and of itself. It was always compared, you know, and on through college and on through the pros. So it kept me grounded because I never thought, you know, my you know what didn't stink because it wasn't a big deal in my house. You know, if you're not the best football player under your own roof. Like that's a nice dose of humility that a hundred percent of NFL players don't get. So it kept me grounded. It kept me working. And like Mac said, that D line room, man. I I played, you know, I played with Fletcher Cox. I played with Brandon Graham and those guys. We won a Super Bowl together and Timmy Jernigan and that whole group and Vinny Curry. It was awesome. I mean, like Philly was it was a dream come true. And Mac knows why because everything we went through, the ups and the downs, like to come out on the other side, I was very lucky. But I will say this, when people talk about, like, what's your favorite group you've ever played on? And I I, I intimated this earlier. It was that group right there. And it was also the best group I ever played on. You know, I played on some other D-lines that didn't have any Robert Quinn's. You know, nobody ever had 19 sacks on any of my other defensive lines on a team that was 500. You know what I mean? Which means we don't have a lot of leads. And he was still able to get buckets. And you know, you look over on the other side and I've got eight or nine and William has five and you've got Aaron Donald's a young player and Nick Fairley, stops in and Kendall Langford. and The list goes on and the depth and the brotherhood. And, you know, Mike Waffle used to say this and we used to, me and Mike used to butt heads all the time, but we knew that it was a brotherhood. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. And and it was the same thing with the players. And I look back now and I miss that. I really do. That was the best part of my career was, going to work every day, being challenged by all those guys and the competitiveness that, like, hey, you could have an eight-and-a-half-sack season, probably lead your team if you played somewhere else. But on your team, you got to do everything you can to keep up with everybody else because it was so competitive. And that made us great, and we're and we do like Woff used to say, a brotherhood of men. We are literally still a brotherhood. You know, we still have a group text. We still talk about hanging out. Now we can never get William Hayes to leave his house <laughs> and flake, but we still do at least once a year plan a fishing trip that we all cancel. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so great. Hey, and let me just say this: and knowing, the, knowing all of the parties involved, and and again, I've been blessed in my career. Look, I was I, I came into the league one of the greatest defenses in the history of the league, right? With all of those guys up there at the Chicago Bears It was there for yeah, years with oh those. God. But, 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 see, long that just what you said about the, about the everybody holding everybody accountable because whatever you yes. did was not enough if if everybody wasn't in it together. And that that is so, so indicative of, of what I felt every time I was I was in there and especially when I'd go into that defensive line room. I mean it was yeah. just and, and, and that's real. And I love hearing you say that. And and I will tell you this personally. When you won those two Super Bowls, of course I text you right after. I mean, I I nearly yes. I nearly shed a tear because I knew I knew how important that was to you. And I also yeah. knew of everything that you had put in to it. And yeah. I was so that that just made me feel really good because that was important. But what was more important is the way that you guys. I love the fact that you guys are still on a group text.
2: Please, do, well, we do. Please we still do. Gotta, we, yeah, but Chris, just, please just, do not just,
1: include me on it. Do, no, I will not. No, I do I will not. not.
2: You some <laughs> yeah. of the some of some of the some of the trash talk and some of the back and forth. You know, like Aaron Donald has a bad day and he's tore up because you know nobody cares more than Aaron oh, Donald about no, his craft. No. I mean, he's one of the hardest. Working rookies I've ever seen. Like, I used to go in there and be the last guy in to watch film, and I'd have to like kick him out of my seat in the D line room at 8 p.m. Everybody else is home, you know, and this rookie is in there at eight, nine o'clock at night honing his skills. Like, this guy was destined to be the best to ever do it. And I think before you finish, like, he's going to be that guy. But I remember last year during the playoff game, he teared up. He was so bummed out about losing that game. Right. Uh, and before he, the game could even end, He's getting made fun of for crying in her group text, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, guys, oh give God. him a second, dude. Like, <laughs> you guys are ruthless. Nobody on the planet makes fun of Aaron Donald <laughs> except for in this group text. <laughs> <laughs> that is such. See,
1: you, you, you'll never get stories like this anywhere else. Okay, look, we've talked about football. Let's go. Let's go to the DB room. On your mark, get set, go
2: yeah Yeah, yes the (laughs) dbs who uh (laughs) who you know dbs and d-line are like our successes respectively are totally dependent upon each other so like there's an interesting bond between dbs and d-line a lot of time it's like can y'all cover longer can y'all rush quicker (laughs) yes like so, you know, we go back and forth and then sometimes it turns into a little prank thing. Well, we used to sit in our meeting room and they walked through because their door was like two doors down and threw a bunch of shaved ice at us because they're simpletons, DBs, us up- <laughs> D are intellectuals. So that was their prank was they open the door and throw ice at us and we were getting ready to go to Seattle. So you know what I said, Mac? I said, all right, Jimmy Lake, who was our equipment manager and one of the best to ever do it, was kind of my ace as well as Mac. Like If I had two people that were like my emotional support dogs in the building, it was probably Mac and Jimmy Lake. (laughs) (laughs) but i went to jimmy lake and i said i need a carpenter and i need a tow truck uh driver can you get me those two things and he looked at me he's like what are you up to and i said "Oh well you just wait a second so as we were all getting on the the bus i ran back inside like to actually like i had to take a leak and i grabbed all the dbs keys out of the locker and put them in a pile and i had a tow truck driver come in and, and haul their cars into this field that sat right next to to, you know, you could see it basically from the off-ramp on I-170. And you could see it in our city across the street from this gas station. So all their cars were towed out into this field in front of the facility. And then this is where the carpenter comes in. <laughs> well, the carpenter, I had the carpenter build uh, like kind of a housing development around their cars. <laughs> uh, and we called it DBville. So basically, we had <laughs> them build these little houses with no doors and no windows uh, around each car uh, so that they couldn't get their cars out. And we put Christmas lights on them because it was the holidays, Uh, I think it was week 17. (laughs) We put Christmas lights on them. We put mailboxes with their numbers on the mailboxes. And when we pulled around, we got off that off-ramp on Sunday night and we got back from Seattle. Like, the whole team (laughs) was just screaming. And the DBs are slowly figuring out that their cars are in these houses. (laughs) And so they had to get chainsaws and entire crews to come in the next day and get their their cars out so that was the last time they threw ice in our uh, door
1: <laughs> think about that i mean i seriously amy wells and ashley ferrell right now are falling out of the chairs but this is what we were dealing with with this group and chris long chris long was the linchpin of this group and then everybody else was enablers and, and, I, and I, enablers. I, I always used to tell those dbs i said don't mess with smart dudes that have money. Just don't. That's do it. That's what we told him. I said, I told That's him. That's what said, we told him. That's what. Don't don't do it. I well, mean, the,
2: the way the way Darren Bates tells it, if oh. Bates is Bates is come on my pod, son. Oh, you man. ought to get Bates on here, but you just gotta tell him <laughs> oh, no. Oh cost. my
0: gosh! Impossible. But,
2: yeah, Bates used to tell me. He, when he tells the story, he's he I, I remember this. when C. Long told me, he goes, I'm a, I'm a grown-up kid with a lot of money. So why would you mess with me? And that was kind of my attitude. Was we, Our D-line room was the richest room in the building because they pay pass rushers. Yes. Uh, and we were the most childish. It's a bad combination.
1: <laughs> it's a bad combination. Hey, let's get let's get back on uh, this. Well, this could go on all night. Oh, let's, my gosh. Let's get back on a track. Explain to us what, what you're doing with your off-field stuff because I was there for the inauguration you know of, yeah. of, of the water boys thing this is yeah. this is fabulous this is international yeah. and let me just say this C Long and you wouldn't say it the year you donated your entire salary to charity is one of the yeah. coolest things i've ever seen an nfl player do one of well, thanks, the man. coolest ever and i've been in this league for a minute all right one of the well, coolest i've it. ever seen done Talk to us a little bit about your off-field stuff, please.
2: Yeah, no question. I run the Chris Long Foundation, and uh, what we're working towards is uh, making sure that, you know, clean water and educational equity and and access to education, sufficient education, are basic human rights. Like, we're working towards that moment. So, you know, Mac was there in the inception, and I appreciate that. It's funny because y'all were at, like, that first dinner. Yes, you know, we've raised a ton of money for water boys since then and that's our, our, our clean water arm of the of C L F and we do large solar powered wells in East Africa and you know, I think we take a lot for granted here obviously i think we all know that i mean our problems are problems that need to be solved for sure um but there are people around the world that you know are wondering where the next drop of water is coming from you know we turn on the faucet pretty mindlessly unless we're living in one of these communities that's been that's been stricken with uh, although there's two million people in the united states that don't have access to clean water so you know which is pretty unbelievable right under your nose and uh we actually do a program called hometown h2o where we do domestic projects you know we'll probably do one in tennessee soon we've done in north carolina texas virginia but the main work we do on the water side is large solar powered wells we've done over 100 and uh they serve seventy five hundred people up to and what you discover when you travel to a place like tanzania is it's not just hey I'm thirsty or I'm dehydrated. It's hard to learn. Like people are dying from waterborne illness. Kids are dying from waterborne illness at like a staggering rate. You know, a kid gets diarrhea here in the United States, they get the care they need. They might go get some Pedialyte um, and get some fluids down and they're okay. Like diarrhea kills kids in, in East Africa. I mean, waterborne illness kills kids. You get Giardia and we're camping. Like you're going to get medical attention. You get Giardia in East Africa, the Maasai village, like you're done for. So it's not just the mortality. It's also, it's a women's issue. I mean, that's why we started Water for Her. It's another arm of our clean water stuff. And a lot of women bear that burden of gathering uh, unclean water. And you know, Mac, like you and I would probably jump in a pretty muddy creek or river. And that sounds like a good time for us, but we wouldn't want to scoop water out right and and drink it and a lot of those women are thoughtlessly or not thoughtlessly because they have no other choice gathering unclean water going on these long treks knowing that their kids still might get sick and die because they have no choice and so that's the work we do it's basic necessity that you need to live and i believe that like marrying that domestically with our educational work is really important there too just basic like let's fix the basics and uh and that's kind of what we're after so I run the CLF uh, and, you know, I got a podcast now. So, and I'm a dad. So, I mean, that's kind of uh, the most important thing. I have two little kids that Mac knows oh, well. and God, gets pictures the, of them all the time. The so. best,
1: man. The best and the best. Hey, the last one you sent me. Sing singing, singing. <laughs> you don't have to call me darling darling
2: the best yeah, i've ever heard luke yeah luke <laughs> luke, kn- luke knows that verse by heart uh he always asks me when i'm putting him to bed to sing the got run over by a damn old train song <laughs> and he knows the whole verse by heart so i sent that to uh, mac the wow. other day
1: it is, it is priceless see long look we could go on forever, and people just don't understand the depth of this man that we're talking to, and still at the same time.
2: Same to you. Well, same to you. You're well, you, you you're a renaissance man. Your listeners need to know, hey, this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite coaches at any level of football. You guys are listening to a legend.
1: C-Long, That's awesome. You're the absolute best. God bless you, brother. Hey, bring those two that love country western. Bring them to Nash Vegas with you, please. That's what we gotta do. Y'all you,
2: need some new, some good new artists, though, man. Some of the new stuff. I'm you, not really you, with
1: it. You pull them. Bring them up here. Uh you are the best. God bless you, brother. Appreciate Thanks for doing you, man. this. Thanks for doing this, C long. Thank you Appreciate so you. much, man. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. hey, come on my show soon, okay, buddy.
1: Anytime, anything
2: for you.
0: All right, Mac. After all of that, there are so many moments that I was just dead on the floor during that conversation. I mean, good gravy. Here's what I noticed, though. You seem to be prank adjacent, but you never seem to be someone who is executing the pranks. Is this correct?
1: Well, um I'm, I'm a facilitator, but I'm never caught in the act. So uh, the, the answer is yes, and I learned that. And I've been in the league a long time. You don't ever want to be the prime culprit, but if you can facilitate some things, yeah, absolutely, because uh, – and Chris Long was a great partner in crime to have in this. Believe me, those, those two instances that you just heard, they are legit, they're true. I was there involved in all of them, but there's plenty more.
0: That's pretty shady, Mac, but you know what's not shady – Farm Bureau Health Plans. Don't get sacked by the cost of health care. Make Farm Bureau Health Plans your first line of protection. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. See how I did that, Mac?
1: We did good, yeah. Pretty and good. and mm-hmm. you need insurance if you got people pulling pranks on you. Yeah,
0: if you've got people doing all kinds of weird pranks around you, make <laughs> sure you're covered because you don't know what's going to happen. The thing that we received so many Compliments and just comments and conversation about from last week's show was it's squid game again it's everywhere and it won't leave me alone I'm trying to tell you so many people were a impressed that you were watching it were b horrified that i was not watching it and c had other show recommendation for us
1: well i'm trying to i'm trying to help you stay relevant and (laughs) and so i mean i know what's going on and so here's the here's i finished squid game it is all of that yeah, and so again, I will. I will say, I will never make you do anything you don't want to do. But I'm glad. I'm glad the people have spoken up because they
0: know a lot of people are watching it. This is a real revolution. Like you weren't kidding. I'm still not watching it. I mean, it, there's no chance. But I appreciate the enthusiasm that everybody <laughs> else has, and they sent in other things that I might like, like Ted Lasso. Do you watch that show, Ted Lasso?
1: It's outstanding. Do you watch it? It's outstanding. I've watched it. It's done.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm behind on that too. But I did some googling, and it seems much more my speed, Mac.
1: Well, completely different than Squid. But you got to, you've got, you've got to expand your horizons. Don't just watch the same. Don't just drive in the same lane all the time. Expand your horizons. So, I mean, they're they're completely they're diametrically opposed as to what they are. But it doesn't hurt you to watch Ted Lasso and then be able to watch Squid.
0: I don't think I've got the stomach for Squid, but Ted Lasso <laughs> seems right up my alley a nice football coach coaching soccer abroad it sounds like a feel-good delightful show it is okay see that that's more where I am the one thing that I can get down with some violence though is Yellowstone I I mean whatever those Cowboys need to do to get it done I am here for you got to hit some people with a shovel great you got to tie them up fine like that is where I'm okay with violence, and it's coming back, Mac.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I, 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 I Yellowstone is so cool. And then you heard Chris Long make the reference as to who we hung out with in London for a week, who, uh,
0: which is crazy.
1: Yeah, we hung out with him for a week over there, and I mean, he was, he's as cool, he's as cool in person as he is on 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 the film. I mean, on anything that he does. And so uh, I'm a huge Yellowstone fan.
0: Oh man. Uh, I just okay, so I can't wait for Yellowstone to come back. That's in a couple weeks. I believe it's the week that we go to LA so I might host a watch party just at the hotel or something. Well, I'll watch it.
1: Well that's a plus.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I-
1: I'm all for that, and then we can watch a little squid when that's. We're over. not
0: watching squid, Mac. I'm not doing it. I don't need to see those things. It frightens me. All right. Well, anyway, one final piece of business before we wrap this show up because God only knows what kind of squid rabbit hole we'll go down. We have bobbleheads to give away, Matt.
1: Yes, we do.
0: We do, and I'm so excited about it. Um, Thank you to everybody who sent us the code word and who followed us on Instagram and who sent comments and really engaged. We want to talk to you guys. We want to hear from you. So keep following us. Keep interacting on Instagram and in all the different ways. We love to hear from you. But I would like to say congratulations to Denton underscore David. So I'm assuming your name is David and perhaps your last name is Denton. Not sure. Just taking a flyer on that one but um congratulations you have won not one but two bobbleheads a coach mac and a titans amy
1: that's massive i mean that that is massive what a great what a great get Um, you know we've got we're going to have about a million subscribers we don't have a million bobbleheads (laughs) but we'll get close
0: well and here's the thing we're going to continue to give them away um so stay tuned subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that Good gravy, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews. It's very helpful to us. And send it to your friends. We're going for a million here, so you've got to spread the word.
1: We're getting close. And so, yeah, again, watch the podcast, watch Squid, watch Ted Lasso, and then watch (laughs) Yellowstone. I mean, what a great life.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll just fill up all of your free time if you give us the opportunity. Anyway, congrats to David. I'm hoping, is your first name. (laughs) Congrats to David. We'll get in touch with you to send you those bobbleheads. And then stay tuned because we have more to give away. Yeah, we do. Yep. All right. I think that's it, Mac. I think that's the show. How do you feel?
1: About the show? Yeah. Or about squid? I mean, I, I feel great about both of them.
0: All right. Well, that's all we need to hear for Coach Mac. I'm Titans Amy. Thank you for listening to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac Podcast.